TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for this very special eighth birthday edition. Time now to celebrate with Australia's number one wellness expert, my brother from another mother, my 100 Not Out teammate. Happy 100 Not Out birthday, Dr. Damien Christoph. Piercy, thank you so much. Congratulations, 416 episodes, bang done. Um, eight years, still feel fresh as a daisy. I can't believe at 39 I was worried about getting old, and uh, here we are. I'm 47, and uh, and I'm feeling good. I feel I feel better now than what I did when I was 39. And you reflect on all of that. You reflect on you reflect on where time has gone. You know, I was playing with some golf balls the other day, and the number 47 was the number on the golf ball, right? And I was like, why? How did I ever end up with forty sevens like on golf balls? I bought, I just bought like these, this pack of golf balls. Then it occurred to me I was forty seven years old. I don't feel forty seven years old. Um, needless to say, it doesn't feel like we are eight years old. It feels like we're just beginning because it's so, so much fun. It, I look forward to this every single week. I really do, PC. I love it. And we thank you so much for getting begun. it going. Thanks for getting it going. You're the best. Oh, look, it's You're been the a best. pleasure. It's been a big eight years. And like you said, reflection is the name of the game. There's a lot to uh, reflect on. I also think that um, without making this episode too self-indulgent, it does give me great pleasure to say at least for the next six or eight weeks that this episode is proudly brought to you by the 100 Not Out Longevity Experience. They're back, baby. And it's this time in 2021. It's in Byron Bay. We're officially up and running. You can apply to join us. Uh, in Byron Bay, May 16 to 22 this year, head on over to 100notout.com, uh, which is all very exciting. But Damo, you said it uh, at, at the top, reflections. Um, it's a really powerful, any birthday, any time um, to, any time, you know, particularly annualized is a great time to reflect. But I think it would also be remiss of me not to say that at the moment, uh, given the, the life that a lot of us, particularly in Australia and New Zealand, are living, it is a bit of, which is very in line with our eighth birthday, that what is old is new again. Um, what you've just said is you're feeling as fresh as a daisy, which I concur eight years in. But I feel like on a social level, a lot of people hopefully are feeling similarly, if that's such a word. Uh, you're just back from a holiday. I think you attempted to go on about 12 holidays in the last 12 months. Uh, every single one of them was cancelled. Borders were blocked. You were shut out until you finally escaped to Tasmania. Um, do you feel that everything is old, is new, that is new again? You no longer have to go to Paris or Icaria to have a good time. You can skip on over to Tassie and enjoy the simple pleasures? Yeah, I, well, I do. As much as I miss European travel, I also really like the idea that we're traveling locally. Like, you know, I went to on holiday to Tasmania, and I've spoken about going to Tasmania for years, like Amber and I have said, let's go to Tassie, let's go to Tassie. But it never really happens. Like we end up going, we're chasing the sun, we chase the summers, you know, we kind of go, you know, places. And if I go to Tasmania, I go down there with the boys and we play golf at Barnboogle, you know. So we never get down to, down to Hobart and see all of this amazing stuff. And traveling around Tasmania felt like I was traveling around New Zealand. Like it felt 
so great. And you're reminded of the beauty of Australia, like the majesty of Australia. It's just unbelievable. We went to this little um, place yesterday called Boathouse Bay, I think it was called, uh, not far from Stanley, uh, which is this amazing little you know town in Tasmania on the northwest coast. And um, and the the water there was so crystal clear. I felt like I was in far north Queensland. The sun was beaming down. It wasn't hot, but it was just so clean. And you just reminded that Australia's got it. You know, like in terms of all the places in the world to go, Australia's got it. And and I just love that. And then there's this article I was reading in the Herald yesterday, and it said, you know, do we want Bali to be back to where it was? You know, like this holiday destination. And I was showing how the Balinese are now not doing tourism anymore. They're back on the farms and doing all this sort of stuff. And so that's all the old is now new, like what you're saying. Old habits of where we used to travel locally, domestically, enjoying what we've got, seeing what we've got in our own backyard. Uh, it, it feels really good. It feels really mm. good. I like it. And, you know, interesting because we were going to Bali at this time last year and then that got cancelled, right, because of COVID. In fact, this week marks the anniversary of when we received a letter from Kingston Heath from my golf club saying, you're not allowed to play golf anymore. And we're like, what? We can't play golf? What are you talking about? For a sniffle. And so we weren't able to play golf. Anyway, then as a result of that, we had to cancel Bali. Then we thought we'll go to Whit Sundays or we'll go to Hayman. We, that got cancelled. Then we thought, let's go to Byron. That got cancelled. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it was good to get away to Tassie and have a nice little break. It's beautiful, actually. And, and I know you probably don't want me to say this, and this is not about you, but it's about all of us. Uh, if it wasn't for the events of the last 12 months, this uh, love affair with our country may have been stifled in exchange for a continued and growing love affair for Bali and yes. other places that we do go to more regularly. And as inconvenient as all of those thousands of dollars in travel credits that many of us have, <laughs> which yes. how many times around Australia can I go with those Jetstar travel credits that I paid a fortune for trips to Bali? Um, I, I think it's really important that we own that one it's okay and two it can almost be a joyous thing to actually enjoy that everything that is old is new again and to really embrace that it's a it's a wonderful thing and um i love i mean i loved uh, just for listeners and viewers watching and listening um you know damo you know called me the other day and said uh, I was picking up Maya from Bali, uh, from Bali, from ballet, <laughs> and uh, not allowed to do that. No. <laughs> um, uh, picking up Maya from ballet, and Damo said, "Call me or FaceTime me when you when you park because I want to show you where I am." And and you know you wanted to show me the vista, and you wanted mm. to show me some of the architecture mm. and some of the gardens and the greenery. And it was like, there's a, again, you're one of the most patriotic people I know. But you've just it was beautiful to watch. It was like, here's a guy who loves where he is right now uh, just in love with his surrounds and I almost feel like we became as a society like overly precious and almost snobby about where we went and now we've really found a way to yeah essentially fall in love with our backyard even more yeah and isn't that nice isn't that refreshing like I just I think that's a really great thing and I called you from Stanley I was in the garden at Stanley Uh, we stayed in this really beautiful little cottage at ships in um shout out to ships in because i think you've created something that's just absolutely gorgeous and a, it's a must like for anybody who just wants to get away and have a little 
you know, weekend getaway in Stanley in, uh, in Tasmania, do it. It's worth it. Um, but I wanted to share that with you, you know, and I think that quite often, you know, whilst a lot of people share what's going on on Facebook or Instagram or whatever else, and that might pave the way for jealousy or pave the way for envy or anything else, um, I legitimately just thought, I want to share this. And, uh, and I thought, I'm going to get on the get on the phone imagine getting on the phone and sharing something you know <laughs> that's, the old-fashioned phone call now yes. it's a video call well now it's a video call right but i mean that's getting that's i'm so here that's so now right so that's kind of i'll got to do a, a facetime call with pc just so that i can show him what it is that i'm experiencing whereas in the past i might have called up somebody and said you know this is what i'm doing um what got lost over the last let's say 15 years since Facebook's been going is people shared their events on Facebook, but only ever showed the highlight reel. Um, and, and I, and I listened to um, Murray and Ravi on before the dip and they often talk about highlight reels and it's not really what people, you know, are experiencing and all that sort of stuff. And, and it, it felt good to pick up the phone and just share with you, which is nice. That's the old becoming the new. Like exactly Absolutely. what you're talking about, you know. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I want to ask you uh, because I'm conscious of the gold eight and the happy birthday behind you that you have erected in celebration of uh, 100 Not Out's eighth birthday. Yes. It is golden in color. And I know I ask this on pretty much every birthday episode, but I just checked the downloads the other day because Joseph, our wonderful editor, and uh, condolences to Joseph who recently lost his mother. Joseph sent through the stats over 663,000 downloads, DJK, of 100 wow. Not Out. Seriously? Over these eight years. Yep. That's 660-odd wow. uh, thousand. Why aren't so, we getting called up by Spotify? <laughs> I signed that $400 million deal. I just didn't tell you. Sorry. <laughs> Forgot to include your signature. Wow. Um, but the thing is, I want to know, uh, what is your – if you could only choose one golden nugget of the 416 episodes, and it could be a theme or it could be a thing, but let's just be clear, you know, you were 39, not, 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 not pumped to turn 40, and you're now 47, looking, feeling better than you were eight years ago. I'm going to put words into your mouth here. But what is your – if someone came along and said, what's the one thing you've learned over those eight years of recording, um, what would you, how would you put it into words? I reckon, I reckon, and I know I'm saying reckon a lot because, and I know that some people don't like the word reckon, but I think that for what I, for me, it's to relax a bit more, like to not be so over analistic about stuff. Like you can look at diet, you can look at exercise, you can look at biohacking, take all the supplements you like, you can do all of that sort of stuff, but to take a chill pill. Um, and to go easy on yourself, be kinder to yourself, I think, um, is the key thing. So, um, you know, whether it's CrossFit or running or um, swimming or cycling or whatever it is, like if you're going hard out and it becomes a chore or it's not good anymore, like it's, it's – and it's time to pull the pin, like it's time to – Pull up stumps. Funny, I feel like I'm talking about a, a podcast I've just listened to today, right? But I'm not. I, I don't mean to. For me, it's it's about taking it a bit easier on yourself. Um, and uh, and the reason why I talk about that because I was I was reflecting the other day about when I was on television in New Zealand, and I 
became so conscious and hyper-conscious and self-conscious about what people would see, what the optics were around me being uh, in in public eating, I wouldn't go out to eat anymore and I wouldn't go and buy my ice cream, which is one of my like the, my loves. I love eating ice cream, particularly vanilla ice cream. And I, and I wouldn't go and do those sorts of things. I was so hard on myself that that became quite stressful. And then I became so over-analytical about my diet that I continued to eat the same thing over and over and over and over again, which, of course, we know if you don't get variety in your diet, that's not very good for your microbiome, your gastrointestinal system, et cetera, et cetera, and then that becomes unhealthful. So um, the stress around diet, the stress around lifestyle, the stress around having to be balanced, all of those sorts of things was um, – was wasn't good for me and so in doing 100 not out and i thank you for this piercy um you've actually enabled me to speak to people who have successfully aged which i haven't yet um and they've been much more relaxed around their diet around their lifestyle yes there's some rituals yes there's some things that they are not there's some non-negotiables um but for me in doing the longevity experiences going to greece um, hanging out with you, doing a hundred night out every single week for eight years, I've learned that it's better to be kinder to yourself. That's what I'm thinking. That is so good. Yeah. That is so good. And people, uh, listeners and viewers on our Facebook uh, channel, that's at 100 not out or one word, they're popping in their gold nuggets. Pete Lennon says, Mine was hearing about rites of passage with Anna Rubenstein. Well, Pete, I think that was on the wellness, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's that was. Very good that that was. Was. Thanks, Pete. Well, that was on the wellness, guys. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Pete is uh, taking his 17-year-old this April uh, to Anna's. And I think, Damo, I don't know if I told you this, we're interviewing Anna uh, at the end of this month. Oh, great. Oh, I haven't spoken to Anna for years. Yeah, well, I, Pete, I took Jackson to that. I took my son um, on, on that experience, um, the rites of passage thing with Anna. Um, and he ran that through Jackson's school because that was the school that Arna used to go to. And uh, and it was one of the greatest things ever for Jackson and me, like together as a, as a as a team. Like it was one of the greatest things we could have ever done. So absolutely, um, I love that you're going to do that. That's the best. So good, good. I love that. PC, tell me about your golden nugget. Obviously, I just want to go back to Pete's comment back here. He said that Bali and Santorini, and Machu Picchu have all been overlooked by tourists in recent years. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I like that. Pete's pretty funny. We should have one as, as a special guest one day. Um, we will. We will. We'll, have a, we'll have an all. We'll have an all attender. You know, like a Zoom meeting. That'd be nice. We'll have a. We'll have a love in. That'd be nice. Julie Hill. The purpose is joy in this lifetime, which I really love. Like joy. Like make things joyous. Imagine if life was tough all the time and you didn't know the joy in life that wouldn't be any good um if something feels like a chore let it go um interesting before the dip another shout out to mario and ravi they spoke about that this morning um and i think it's their sixth episode for the year the sixth weekly episode for the year and we're what 15 weeks into the year or whatever it is they're a long way behind but um anyway um pc what was your gold nugget um before I before I do, I was writing down your answers, and I think that when you were saying it, I feel I have memories, distinct memories, that in the first we interviewed ten or twelve people in two days. In our first two days, I still remember it to this day. There was Dee Martini, Tommy Hafey, yes, Mimi Kirk, uh, Jagger, your yes, mate from um, Malaysia. Yeah, like the first ten, you can't even find them on podcasts, Apple Podcasts anymore. You have to do it through, um, you know, the website. 
um, thewellnesscouch.com or damiechristoff.com, whatever, wherever you go. But what I what I remember was you and I going, we're so wrong. Like, <laughs> so wrong. You know, me raging vegan, so wrong. You thinking food was the big thing, so wrong. We're both looking at each other going, neither of us are right. There's something else. And, I, and, and you hit the nail on the head. It's the attitude of the graceful ages that they allow themselves to relax more, which ties into what Julie is saying. They they give themselves permission to feel joy. It's not that their life is beautiful all the time, but mm-hmm. they see the beauty in even the toughest times and they've got this. And Ikaria, and I know we bang on about it all the time and I'm sure we'll experience this together in Byron Bay in a couple of months' time, but Ikaria was almost um, uh, is like a defrag because they are so relaxed uh, and it takes some time to fall into that culture of relaxation. Do you remember, you know, We'd still talk about it today, like your coffee experiences in your career going, <laughs> like how long does it take to make a coffee? <laughs> Where's my coffee? 45 Where's minutes down coffee? the line, yeah. You know, yeah. they're so just relaxed and they're just so yeah. – and it's it's not island time. It's like it's Ikaria time. There's a, it's completely different. It's like island time on steroids. It's next level. Yes. And I think, you know, you mentioned diet and exercise and biohacking and, and all of these things. They've all been discussed on this podcast a number of times, um, dozens of episodes. But like you said, what you said, and you really resonated with a number of people here, just um, being kind in in each scenario, and which is almost a, an absence of judgment, it's a massive shift for people. Uh, people today are, you know, society thrives on labels and outrage. You know, to get past that, yeah. you know, 39, I'm too old, you know, this is wrong, that's right, this is good, this is bad. Like to transcend that I think is huge and I think, you know, your answer is very um, it's very poignant for people. I think for me it's it's actually been the understanding and the belief and it comes back to my, my very first epiphany in this whole space was just the power of attitude. So my whole epiphany was no matter what you eat, how you move, how much money's in the bank, how many friends you've got, your attitude about your future and your life uh, will will take or add, subtract or, or add seven and a half years to your life. Uh, mm-hmm. That was my whole epiphany. And I feel like we get reminded of that every time we interview a graceful ager, whether they're 35 and graceful or 95 or 105 and graceful. Like their attitude around their, their now and their future is everything. And in Ikaria, they're so happy to be in there now. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of people are so agitated. They're either anxious about the future or they're guilty about the past and they yes. feel no sense of now. joy to bring in what um, Julie Hill just said. They feel no sense of joy in the now. And I feel like our guests are constant reminders to that way of being. Uh, and I feel like uh, as our friendship has developed that 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 you and I, we like to meet in that place. Mm. Um, and that's what we love to enjoy together with our events and our, our time in the flesh together mm. um, because it's something that is difficult and maybe this is all of our growth. It's difficult to experience with everyone. It's something that you feel a connection with, with a um, select few, not to say that you can't feel it with everyone, uh, but it's something that you definitely you feel that with certain others. Um, yeah, so that's that's been my big, I suppose, ownership over the last eight years. I love that. Can I ask you two questions? There was um, the, getting back to seven and a half years, adding adding or subtracting seven and a half years. Does the addition of the half year to the seven, which is your magic number, 
feel uncomfortable to you? <laughs> like, <laughs> how does that feel to you? Uh, look, I'm always seven plus or minus one or two. I'm not really too attached. So, no, I'm happy to let that one go through to the keeper. Okay. I'll let the research speak for itself. <laughs> I know how much you love seven. Um, and, and, uh, and then the second question was um, going back to all of that, like obviously we're talking about ebbs and flows and, um, and you know, um, trying, to, trying to like specificity of, of your approach. Like I, I've – I've become more relaxed, right? So, but the thing, the comment to me that was this—it's it's probably not even scientific, but it was John D. Martini saying, "Less, like, like a direction that's like more direct, less fluctuations, less variance, less variability, volatility. less volatility." That's the word. Thank you. Less volatility was the secret. He said, "You're going to travel the same distance, right?" The more volatile you are, the further away you get away from the arrow, um, the you know you still tra- travel the same distance, but the harder it is to get there. Um, and so, yes, you're enjoying the journey, all that sort of thing. But um, volatility avoidance Huge. was the key. The key volatility oh. avoidance. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so good, and it really does tie into. Again, every every episode, no doubt in my mind, is related to every other episode, but. You know, we've spoken a number of times with you about crack your stress code and how to actually navigate through that process. And I know I always get the steps mucked up. I always think there's six and there's four or there's five and there's seven and <laughs> the rest. But I, I muck it up. But uh, I, I often think about those. We did a double episode. It was like episode 35 and 36 or something. And it still reminds me of that stress is a sign of caring. Yes. So don't remove stress but become far more aware of it, aware of it and, and cultivate a relationship with it that allows you to reduce that volatility because so many people are so reactive to their stress rather than owning. Mm. And I think you've taught me in a really great way like how to say when you're not okay, mm-hmm. to go like I'm struggling, uh, it's all going wild, I'm overwhelmed, I can't keep up. All of those things, I'm, I'm tired, I'm energetic, whatever it is, but I definitely feel that the more episodes of this that we've done and hopefully our listeners and viewers feel the same is that um, these episodes have allowed people to embrace their stress but at the same time um, embrace it in such a way that they've allowed it to reduce the volatility um, that they feel within themselves around it all. Yeah, I hope so too, mate. I I hope so too. Ravi actually asked a great question here. He says, don't you reckon we're addicted to the volatility? Um, And I think you're right, Ravs, but I think, what we actually see here is that people are addicted to the pole, the poles, like the polar extremes, the right, the wrong, the good, the bad, the, um, you know, the, that is, I suppose, the volatility and exactly what Marcus was saying before in terms of what gets news. Um, it's the drama, the trauma, um, or the peace, love and unicorns. You know, it's, it's the extremes. It's not the happiness. It's, mm. it's, it's not the colors in between the black and the white. It's uh, it's just the edges. And so I, I think people like to be there because it gets a reaction um, and it gets likes on Facebook or it gets likes on Instagram. If it's something that's absolutely magical and beautiful, then it gets a like. If it's something that's absolutely horrendous, then it gets a comment. Um, mm. But if it's just, you know, par for the course, 
no one really talks mm. much about it. So I don't know if it's addicted. I think people are addicted to not to the volatility but to the reaction that the volatility gets. So if you're part of a club or you're part of a tribe or you're part of a um, um, a cohort of people, <laughs> maybe a Facebook group, a cohort of people that march in a particular way, um, that strikes up a conversation and, um, and, and, and that conversation is what people are addicted to, not necessarily – um, you know, the being part of the cohort, but it's the conversation that that brings. I think, mm. Mm. and I think, the, yeah, the drama, the drama. I mean, again, the media mode a minute because we say we are we're addicted to the drama because that's what sells movies and books. Yes, so it should. That's you know, no one's going to watch it if it's sunshines and picnics. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. Or rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I. I need to go. We need to wrap this up. I need to go because Derby Damo is yeah. in underrates footy training. Oh, has he, got, has he got a Richmond jumper on? He's got a he's got a Brunswick Valley Bulldogs. Yeah, which is sad that they're not the Brunswick Valley Demons. But <laughs> um, it's time to wrap up. Yeah, our eighth birthday episode because I need to go to footy training. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would like to say is, if people, because there has been a lot of love on the Facebook uh, community here that have been watching. Um, and what I would like to say uh, is that if you love this conversation, these are the conversations that we genuinely have on a daily basis on our longevity experiences. This is the stuff that we love to develop. We love to um, we love to indulge in, and we love to do it over good food and good wine and good company. Uh, so if you are interested in joining us in Byron Bay, May 16 to 22 this year, please go to 100.98.com and apply to join us. It is a maximum of 16 attendees and there aren't 16 spaces because a number of those spaces are filled by people that were due to come to Ikaria and Sardinia with us last year. Uh, but it's all live. It's up and running. Applications can be filled out now at 100.98.com. Uh, Damo, it has been an absolute joy to uh, have this experience with you for eight plus years. I know we couldn't have done it without our listeners and our viewers. Cecilia Ballesteros is in the Facebook building, as is Bron Leister, Debbie Walters. There's a lot of a lot of regulars in there, and it's a uh, it's been an absolute joy, Damo. Mm, I know it has been. It's been amazing, and thank you. I'm looking forward to the next big chunk of time, whether it's eight years or 16 more years. I don't know what podcast is going to be like in 16 years' time. Who's going to be – how do you listen to a podcast in eight years' time? But, um, mate, thank you so much for starting this. Thank you so much for uh, revving me up. I actually was going to pull out the video that you first gave me, the DVD that you first gave me to watch. In fact, the DVD, I'm, that's how long ago it was when we started 100 on I'm going to get it. Hang DVD. On. Hey, I know you've got to go to footy. I know you've got to go That's all right. Just in case anyone doesn't have doesn't doesn't find it, it's uh, the 100 Plus Club. It's an ABC documentary featuring the only man still alive in that documentary is Dexter Kruger, who's still he's now Australia's oldest human being because out of all men and women, Dexter yes. Kruger is still standing at 111. We've got to get him back on again. Ruth Frith was in the 100 Plus Club. She's been featured on 100 Not Out. She is. Um, she died at 104, and the other female in that documentary um, has passed away. So Dexter is last man standing. Yep, and I can't find it. I thought it was over there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for all of that, for all of that rev up. Rah! Sorry about that. Right. I'll stuff that up. You'll find yeah. it. Visual uh, gag. On, um, mm. We interviewed Mandy Lake, who made that documentary, and it is available online. So yeah. the 100 Plus Club, 
Darby is in the driveway. <laughs> I must run to all of our 100 Not Out supporters. We love you. Make sure you get on over to DamienChristoph.com to find out more about Damo. For Marcus Pierce or for myself, go to MarcusPierce.com.au. And until next time, episode 417, it will be continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.